0: Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, there are three rules in Bojo's Britain. Don't fall sick, don't get old, and don't be poor. Now there's a fourth. Don't fall over and phone for an ambulance. Now that's not my conclusion, and neither is it a criticism of the fabulous people who work in the service. It's my observation based on a report from the Association of Ambulance Chief Executives and thank you to the kind reader who sent it to me. It was published in November 2021 and how I missed it I don't know. Looks like everyone missed it because as far as I can see it's had no traction. Have a look at the graphs that start on page 8 and there's a link in the e-letter. It's worth a look. I guess part of the problem is that for some bonkers reason I can't fathom it's impossible to cut and paste from the report. So it's easier to stick it on a shelf than it is to circulate bits of it. Basic error for the comms department. However, let's take it off the shelf. The review is about handover delays, the serious risks and harm they cause. Ambulance chiefs have taken a typical day and made a reasonable extrapolation to paint a picture of a service in distress, acknowledging failure and asking for help. No help has been forthcoming. If you're sick or injured and one of the 45% of ambulance customers who will need admission, the back of an ambulance is not the safest place to be. Quite how many harmful ambulance handover delays there are is a bit of a mystery. There's confusion and conflict in terms of ownership of serious incidents relating to handover delays. Which provider is it? Hospital or ambulance? Who is responsible for reporting and investigating? Dunno. That means there's no recognition of the poor patient experience or potential harm caused by as a result. By the way, that's a direct extract from the report. On the 4th of January last year, ambulance bosses counted 7,000 handover delays. The report extrapolates those numbers into a horror story of waiting in the back of a van on a bed, not designed to be used for longer than about an hour, that will damage frail and elderly skin, with staff who are fabulous but not trained to do continuing care, they do emergencies. The more you read into the report, the more the story goes from disturbing to horror. Vignettes of care and incidents, there are plenty to choose from. Eight out of ten of those experiencing handover delays were assessed as experiencing harm, and one in ten, serious harm. An ambulance is not as safe as you thought it was. Certainly not for patients with red flag sepsis. Very high on the News 2 score of 10, meaning pull your finger out and sort this person out now they've got sepsis, waiting for an hour and 28 minutes without life-saving antibiotics. There are many more horror stories like this. Usually you can't get organisations to dig out their failures. Here, the ambulance services, they've done it in spades. They've done it with a JCB. The ambulance services' cries for help included calling on the CQC to include hospital handover delays in their inspections of local health systems. Inspections a waste of time, we know that. They wanted the Health Service Investigation Bureau to undertake an independent thematic review. They didn't. The NHS long-term plan sets out a vision to eliminate ambulance handover delays. It's not apt. Guidance was issued as far back as 2012, and we're still in a mess. Ambulance bosses thought new metrics of performance might be a solution. Well, that's code for category fiddle like there is now with 999 calls. Lying on the cold kitchen floor for hours with a broken hip apparently is not category one. The cherry on the cake is this revelation, and I quote, Senior level discussions about how to prevent handover delays have been taking place for years. Attempts at implementing improvement measures to uh, address the issues failed and the problem persists. Well, the latest numbers during the week ending 20th February, there were uh, 7,200 delays over 60 minutes and over 15,000 15, delays over 120 minutes in January 2022. The best NHSI could manage was a foot-stamping to trusts instructing them to immediately stop all ambulance handover delays. Guess what? They haven't. This report is a harrowing plea to get the issue on the table, asking for help, and the response is a massive failure of the NHSIE board. There's no ambulance representation on the NHSIE board. Why? Because it would bring the problem too close for comfort and it would prick the NHSIE board's bubble of love and fabulousness they live in and would deliver a dose of reality that would send them all home in tears before tea time. Thanks for listening. I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye bye now.